Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. As God would normally, you know, graciously deal with me when it comes to things. At times, he said, you are not possible to do that actually when he was born. Because the days he was paying with his heart is less by a year. So stop. Be, be thinking of when you're going to appear before me. And stop being, you know, and... When I was talking to a friend and I said, you know, I'm actually minus one today because the day of the path heart is, is less than by a day or by a year as God will have it. And that, what, what I'm trying to say then, that God puts focus, then you would appreciate when David says, teach us to number our days. He did not say teach us to count our days. But when you number, number has value to something. So when you go, when I mean number, so when number one, two means one plus two. So you are adding value to it. So value is reflected in, the, in, 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 in numbers rather than just count, as it were. So you know, and I'm about always excited and so happy when when I get such stern reality shock from God because it, it, it enables me to focus you know, on what matters most in life. So God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So having said that, you know, if you Jesus was talking to his disciples when he spoke in Matthew chapter 8, 28, which we read, 19 to 20. He said, the Bible says, therefore go into, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I command you. Now, the word disciple is actually from the word student. That is why when he went on, he says teaching them. So a disciple is a student. That's why they say some people are the disciples of John. They are students. So that means that they are constantly in the position of them. And when he said, now go and make disciples of all nations. One thing I also want to point out is that, see, when Jesus was talk, saying this statement, it was towards the later, in fact, he had, it was towards the end of him being taken up. So what I'm trying to say is that when you see somebody who is passing and they have the opportunity to know when they are about to die, the words that they say, if they say somewhere, somebody now that you have a week to go, you know, the way that week would matter, it would be, it would be things that count most. So, for Jesus to have done all things, and when his last minutes were coming true, he had the what he, what, what he could tell his disciples, the summary of everything, is go and make disciples. 
So you know when we when we um, when we write they taught us to write letters then in, in secondary school in Nigeria, they will tell you, you know, you can have introduction, you can have your body, but your conclusion is expected to summarize the major points of what that whole thing is about. So, so that means that in your conclusion, it, conclusion is not only greeting. When you are concluding a matter, you are actually emphasizing on the major things. That, you know, these things are good. The, the introduction is greets um, Mama Kafaya, greets that, greets this one. Those things are wonderful. In fact, in my, in my body of letter, I could say that, you know, I went to a place, I drank tea, I drank, I, you know, I, I went to this place, I know, oh, the, the cake in that place is great. Those things are wonderful. They are good to make things, uh, you know, they, 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 are, they are lovely to, 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 it adds to the color of the letter. But my conclusion should conclude and one good thing when you're writing a good conclusion is that you are alighting and you are laying emphasis because that is what you want to stick in their mind as they go. So that means that as Jesus was drawing his days close, he understood that, you know, I might have healed um, a couple of people, I might have done, a, you know, I, I, might have, I might have gone to somebody's wedding and turned water into wine. Those things are great. But at this last moment, these are the things that they should remember. Now, as we look at the statement of Jesus, he was saying that, you know, teach them to obey everything that I have commanded you. So basically, even though you have been taught, it is not, it is not, it is not a suggestion. At times, people talk about God as if God is suggesting something to them. God doesn't suggest things to people. In the Yoruba language, they say, Ashel Obama, Pa Kingaba. So basically, you know, kings don't. That is why you see that the queen doesn't talk much. Because when she speaks, it is authority. So she's not advising. You know, I struggled with it when I came from Nigeria to this. When your boss says, please, can you help me? Or no, that's not good today. Do you want to do you want to come to work tomorrow? You would think, ah. <laughs> do you want to come to work tomorrow? I don't want to come to work tomorrow. <laughs> Because in our country, the way they you, you if you want to, you say, you know, which one do you think that, you know, you do something wrong with the policeman and who they speak to you? Do you want to come over, please? And you'll be like, no, I don't want to come over. See, so I'm just saying that's an example of how it is difficult at times because you are living in a democratic environment. You think that when God speaks, he's trying to advise you on something. He's not. So, so when we people read, you know, people say, you know, you know, I am God, we are still debating on it. You know, he's not. 
<laughs> it's not if he says that if he says that if God says I want you to go here, I think you should go here. Oh no, but God, you know, if this and this, he will say yes. But you would finally find out the consequence of taking the the, the, the other part. He will allow you go. He will support you in that journey. You know, he will support you in that journey, but he knows that you will have more pain in that journey. And that is why, that's why at times, you know, it is, it is important that, 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 you know, even when, at times when God suggests something, like some people may look at, um, um, what's it called, um, Ezekiah, that he told God, he spoke to God, and God took another, another turn and things like that. But the intention of God was not to kill him. Because if he were to kill him, he would just strike him. He doesn't need to warn him. If he wants to do something, he would do it. So at times when God wants, and you take a detour to make things better, his intention is for you to avoid that path you are in on. But as people think that because he has warned me and I have taken a, a, an agreement, no, that was, that was actually an example is Jonah. He told them, go and tell them that I am, they are going to be destroyed. Jonah, Jonah said, well, if God was going to do that, then he must won. But what happened? God wanted, God, his intention was not to destroy them. His intention is to make sure that they avoid destruction. So they took the other one. The way you would know is that that Nineveh was eventually destroyed. Because when they went back and sought God, they came back again and did the same thing. And what, what happened was that it's as if there was a time bomb standing outside and you kept yourself in the house. That doesn't mean the time bomb has left. So the, the minute they stepped out, they were destroyed. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. But God, sorry, just, just to go back to what we're talking about. So when he said, make disciples of all nations, if I were to be here, sitting with these people. The first thing I would ask is that what does it make? To, who is a disciple? So Jesus is saying to them, go and make disciples because he understands that they are already aware of what, of what the job of a disciple is. Now you can have an accountant. Somebody can go to school to study. An accountant has to know, you know, you have to be good in maths, at least to a reasonable level. You have to be good in maths. You have to, um, you know, at least you, you, you'll be able to read English and things like that. All those kind of things. But because you know maths, because you know uh, you can read English, because you know the, the difference between dollar and pounds, does not make you an accountant. So what I'm trying to say is that even though in this process of making these disciples, there are other things that Jesus taught them in that journey that allowed them to grow in their life of being a disciple. But there is a, there is a walk assigned. There is something that you will see and a disciple does because that is the output of, of discipleship. So you get on Genesis. So how do we get to understand that? Is that when you, when you, when you apply for a job, or when you get admission, it, when on your admission letter, it will tell you the BSc that you are about to collect. But you man, you will not do all other courses within that period. But the outcome is to become, you know, 
you know, I've been to some, you know, my, my friends are casually like, you get out with one university, you face there, you move there, you think there, you think there, you can come out with it. something that's what you got it. God bless us in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, you, you can think that. Um, so, what I'm trying to say is that it's not, it doesn't happen often, but you know, I've seen someone who, who came into this to do something, but he ended up um, guaranteeing something else. So, now, let's go to the next slide, please. So we see here, Jesus called them out. He called them, he called out to them, come follow me. I will show you how to fish for people, or fishers of men. So when the introduction was given, is that at the end of this course, at the end of this journey, it is one of your the main thing, activity, one of the main activities, aside from being a good person, aside from, you know, um, uh, growing in God, the, one of the things that God is expecting is that you would be able to win souls. That is the situation. End game. So after they finished their three and a half years journey with Christ, when they were doing their graduation, he now said to them, now go into the world and make disciples. So when they resumed classes, the first statement that Jesus gave to them is that, come and follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. So what am I trying to point out is this. Is that when they came in and they gave them an introduction of what the classes is about, the summary of the journey was that they would go and begin to make disciples of them, of, of nations. So God bless us in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, when you read deeds in the Amplified, um, sorry, sorry. I will show you how to fish. There's one, I think maybe it's amplified kind of classic, but don't worry. Let's just let's just move on. God bless us all in the name of Jesus Christ. So we would we would let's let's so when you begin to see that Jesus begins to talk about a particular, if it's not different from that, there was one version that says that, and I will show you how I live. My life. I don't know what there's, there's a translation that talks about Jesus was talking about how I live my life. So when he says, I will show you, basically, it's not, he's saying that I would live a life before you in such a way that you would be able to understand what this is all about. So, John chapter, John chapter 4, as we read from verse 30, the Bible talks. We see here that Jesus was appeared to be hungry. And he was hungry, so the disciples went and found food for him to eat. Then a woman from a Samaritan woman came around, and Jesus was able to, to, um, to, share, to, to share the gospel with her. And she eventually gave her life to Christ. And Jesus and gave her life to Christ. 
the Bible says here that the Bible says they came out of a town and and made their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples heard him. Rabbi, that's his your teacher, hit something. But he said to them, I have a food to eat that you know nothing about. Then the disciples said to each other, could, he, could somebody have brought in food? My food, Jesus said, is to do the will of him that has sent me and finish the work. Don't you have a saying? Saying that it is four months until harvest. But I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. Look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now, the reapers are um, the reapers draw wages and harvest for a crop for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be blessed together. Now. When you begin to see what Jesus was talking about, that there is something that satisfies me more than anything you bring to me. And what was that? The fact that he could see somebody, he could win somebody to Christ, and that person brings somebody to him, and the person would be able to impact others. So you would see here that the Bible says, and I said, do not do you have a saying that is still four months and things like that. Um, can I have the next slide, please? Can I have this one? It's the next one. Not the next or that's very important. Next one. Yeah. Um okay. yeah, sorry, that's it. Sorry, God bless you. I just so the Bible says many Samaritans from the town believed in him, that's Christ because of that woman's testimony. So Jesus was not only, what, why was Jesus filled? Was that he has eventually found somebody that he can touch that person's life and that person will bring great harvest to him. He had won his disciples. Please, note that though, the, at times we think that it was because Jesus met that woman alone. That is not the holy truth. Why? Because the disciples were also disciples already. But they brought Jesus food. And Jesus was saying, no, I am not expecting you to bring me food. There is a kind of food you will bring me that will be far greater than that which you would ever bring to me. I say to people that the day I pray that the day they we would get to understand that harvest is not about you bringing fruits in front of the other. Everyone is looking down and looking at the bananas and everything and they're wondering which one are we going to eat here? Because, let before the service please, the people that brought it are going to be the people that are going to take it away. Because, you know, you even wait for God to say, okay, let us close you. Maybe God will eat some. No, people will split it and some wonderful places, people will fight over it. And so at the end of the day, you've closed your church, people have gone home, the place is empty, there is nothing. So which fruits did you actually bring? At times, I think that at times we are we have been so fascinated with with, with what God is using to speak to us, 
that we are not, we are, we are already hungry, we are, we are holding on to that. Say, ah, I can never leave this. Whereas God is saying, no, no, what is the meaning of what you're doing? When you put on white garments, what is the what is the message behind it? If you understand the message behind it, if you say a Catholic man putting on black, it doesn't it, it, as long as the same message is in their hearts, that's all that matters. Does that make sense to you? I'm not against sense. Hallelujah. But what I'm just saying is that God is saying so. Just like the disciples, we all brought fruits, which I believe after the Jesus helped. <laughs> so he did not, how do I know he helped? Because he, when you look at it, he doesn't waste food. So he will say, but what he was saying to them is that, you see, he said that I have another, so it's going to go to the previous slide, please. He said, he said to them that, uh, is it all the, the, the previous ones, please? He says, he says, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. So Jesus said, there is a kind of food I am expecting you to bring, but you have not brought it. So the day I, see, the day of harvest, it is good for us to enjoy ourselves fruits and things like that. God is not against it. But how much God is going to be so excited that you brought your own harvest before him and say, God, this soul is my harvest for today. So this is my own food for you to eat. And you will see, you will see, oh, you will see a new dimension. See, there's a dimension in the, in the fold that we have, see, it is not, there are certain things that it is not, fasting and prayer is okay, but fasting and prayer is a principle. But there are other principles in the kingdom of God that you will never have access to. That is why he said, I have handed you keys. What are keys? Keys open doors. So no matter how much I stand at that, I say, in the name of Jesus, open. You will shout it tomorrow. But somebody that holds key will not just come in and just while you are shouting, open the door and pray. And you say, Ah, God, you are, you are ah, God, with all my sweat and prayer. Say, no, it is keys that will use us. So we see here that Jesus was saying that there is a food that I want, that, that I have, but you don't have. You don't, you, you, you have not understood it. You have not understood it. Let's go on, please. Let's, you know, and let, let's go on to verse 39. Let's want to just point out something here uh, as we go on to 39. Okay, the Bible says many Samaritans, many, many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. At times, some of us want to when you are when you want to share your faith with people, you are talking about things that never happened to you. I'm not saying that it is bad, but also believe in no matter how small your own testimony is about your journey with God, you will be. Sorry.
surprised how the Holy Spirit would, would, would breathe on it. At times of people, when they are sharing, they are, when they are, maybe they are trying to win people, you are adding lies to win people to God. And the woman said that, you know, and he, he, he said, he said, and what did she say? He told me everything I ever did. The problem with this testimony that we cannot, that is not generating results, is that when you are talking about Christ, you are only talking about when he bought you a car. That is a testimony of salvation. But she said that, no, I, I, my testimony was that she he told me that there was a life I was living that is wrong. And see how he has helped me. And I'm now living, I am now free from that life. The problem is that those kind of testimonies, people don't talk about it. We don't even count it as testimonies. Our testimony is, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe your own testimony is that you were, you, you were were strong in masturbation and see how God has, has set me free. I am now a monk and I'm free. That is testimony. Let somebody come out and share a testimony for us. No. No. I, I, Jesus is the one that gave back to me himself. When, when my mother was giving uh, to Jesus, I said, no, I, 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 have been, I have been holy from the one. That is why testimonies cannot change anything. Because that testimony is the strength, is the ability of what you can achieve. You have not, you have, she said, everything that I ever did. Do you know what Jesus told that woman? He said, you this woman, <laughs> Do you, you have five men that you think are husbands, but they are not. Even the one that slept in your house is not your husband. That's the best thing. The people, you know, I cannot be, when they say that, you, you, you look as if I'm just sleeping around. Then Jesus is not saying anymore. See, one of the challenges I'm having recently, and you know, I, I don't know if you know, I don't know, the more and more I meet, I understand that it is wrong. I don't know where to where to go again with the issues in the body of Christ. Because you know, I'm not saying the evil things that people think is right is wrong. And devil allows you to keep that standard because it is weak. So for somebody to stand up now and hold Podium and talk about their past life. It is difficult because everybody has to present something good. And you will see, let's 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 read on this. So when the Samaritans came to him, they heard him to stay. And he stayed two days. Because of his work, many, many more became believers. So, you see that, please, I'm so sorry, go to the previous slide, 39. You see that the Bible says many Samaritans. So, there have been some people that 
you may be able to speak to, and it might just be a few. For that few, when they meet Jesus themselves, you will discover that it will grow higher. So you see that for many here to, can I have next slide please? Verse 40, um, um, verse, sorry, verse 41, many more. So that means that there was an increase. What does that mean is that the people that she brought to Christ also brought people to Christ. And that is how it increases. Assuming if one person or the, or the lady that had a encounter with Jesus kept a testimony. And our only testimony is, you know, ah, I have been suffering, I have been walking around, you know, now my life is better. I see somebody is rich. No way, the problem is, you know, I think somebody says, somebody, somebody says that, you know, um, a, a, a guy was sharing pamphlets for his church, and he gave it to you see, was 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 very, very, very rich, and in Nigeria. And the CEO took the pamphlet and uh, so he, he, he turned the back and they were displaying testimonies. And testimonies was about you know, somebody who got a new business, somebody who started, who had a car, and things like that. You know, somebody bought a car, things like that. And the CEO said, and the guy said, and, you know, we have this special program, I need to, please can you give me some day in health and things like that. And the CEO said, well, you know, I will pay you if this is all that your God can do. The guy took offense, but he don't need to confess. What he's saying is that if this is all that you know, if this is all you know, I can you know, I'm going to start like he asked, I said, that lady that started business, which lady started our um, kerosene business. So kerosene business, okay? Don't worry. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't sit down. You will hear more. The guy was actually trying to challenge him to say that if this is all that your Christianity can provide, then don't worry. You can even go and meet your pastor. We can, we, you know, we can start chanting. God help us in the name of Jesus. I'm not saying those are not testimonies. Please don't get me wrong. But please, we should not hide away from the testimonies of salvation while we only focus on, 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 on jobs and things. God will keep providing. But he wants you to understand how, you know, the food that really matters. So the Bible says here, it says, it says then the woman, then they said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. We have not had for ourselves and we know that this man is really the savior of the world. Basically, you know, when you bring people, when you bring people to Christ, after a couple of years, it should not only be that, ah, if not that, no, they should, should not begin to have their own testimonies as that is what they call growth in Christianity. That's what they call growth in Christianity. If you are, if, if the holy journey of your life is that so far, is that, ah, mommy, when mommy prayed, oh, fire came from heaven. It's not that it is bad. But God is saying, no, it is time for you now to look for your own testimony. See, the reason why we don't have this is the reason why we have a new generation coming in that is struggling to, to, to stay in the faith because they are not, we are not allowed them to have their own testimonies. 
They are only living, which is good, don't get me wrong. It is important to have to live. I lived on the testimonies of my dad for forever, even till now. But there was a day when I had an issue and I wanted to go and pick up the phone and I'll never forget that day. He was in a God, God literally told me, he said, if you pick up this phone and you call your dad, you bastard. Basically, what he's saying is that all that this man has been teaching you at home, you cannot go on your knees and pray. Something has happened. The first thing you want to call is that. How I wish that, you know, I get on calling that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> when you call your pastor, this. Or I do develop the pattern of having uh, that earpiece. So that is what the. It's at the, the background that this thing is. So it's a. You don't know where God is taking you. And there are times when God would see it. Like I said, today, I still enjoy the covering of His altar. No matter what. I, I know that. I don't need to have revelation. And this is not because it's my dad. I understand that. That I am walking under his coffin a lot. But because that was the day I went to do the uh, ministration I was in uni. I went to do it on the one place. I didn't know, you know, they're still um, well, we thank God, you know, very hard for Christ. You just get that church, you know, you, you go there, you preach, you tell people, you know, you you put that picture. Not knowing that there were some people who were throwing hours. I didn't know. Yeah, I was just. It was in church in Lagos where they said, Your son is somewhere now. <laughs> Preaching. And, and he just said, God, what's my own? He went to do your job at the end of the day. So you are responsible to protect him. No, when I went to church, you know, I entered church, I went, he said that there was somebody, I, I, I knew somebody in France. And when I got there, it was, it was, um, they wrote Arabic on the floor. There was one thing that looks like um, just something like it was it was a babalawo center. <laughs> you cannot answer. There is no two way to it. It was a babalawo center. But me, I was like, you know, oh, blood, blood just covers all of this. Ah, blood knowing that. <laughs> you know, this boy is. <laughs> you know, sometimes you are so excited that ah, nothing can happen here. <laughs> When they do to finish, <laughs> you understand that, you know. Uh, but God will leave you to tell the story of that. You get what I'm saying? So, you know, so I, I understand that there, there are days that I would, I would go to a place, I'll be ministering, and he will call me and say, Where are you? I think so. I am enjoying that. But, he, 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 but it is also for me to begin to build an altar for my children to rely on. You know, he says to me, you know, Times now, when I was telling my wife, the way he talks to me now, he's always very, he's always very weird. You know, he always say, "I will not be here forever." In any pain, I want you to know and remember, very soon I will not be here, and things like that. You know, basically what he's saying to me is that, see, <laughs> this covering will not be there for you all the time. <laughs> so begin to build your own altar from now. God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So, so the Bible talks about that as, as we just move on to sorry, going go past into our time. So, you know, and you will begin to see that 
let's go on to it's on Matthew um, just go go down because I'll show you. And 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 he said he said then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of harvests to send out workers into his field. You would think that what Jesus is saying now is that ah harvest is plenty, workers are few. We are we must start praying. And that's what he said. But when you go, please know, explain this to us before. The Bible was not written in chapters. It was split into chapters for us to be able to understand it well. So when you read from verse 39 into 10, chapter 10, verse 1, you would, that's the next slide. Then you will see that he now called the disciples and he gave them authority to drive out. So basically, after I told them to pray, he said, while you are praying, continue the walk. Why you are praying? So don't say, God, I am praying, I am praying. And people say, no, 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 no. Pray as you go. Does that make sense? Now, one of the things that I just wanted to also share with us quickly is that, see, you know, we, we, we had a couple of testimonies last week about, about um, our auntie talking about their, um, their uncle that gave his life to Christ and the fact that he was doing miracles and things like that. I said, what people don't know is that he doesn't need to know scriptures well. Evangelism is where you would see demonstration of miracles. Go and look at all those who are working in miracles, like all those kind of people. They have a strong drive towards evangelism. Because that is where the powerhouse is. You cannot bring it into the church. But most of the time, people who will naturally sit down and not be able to do anything, when they go out there and they're evangelizing and they see somebody and they say, in the name of Jesus, you will see a response immediately. So he now told his disciples, you know, he said, he said, he, he gave them power and authority. Now, these people have been sitting with Jesus. They never hid anybody. In fact, that was when the epilepsy boy came, you know. They were still with Jesus. It was, it was difficult. But when they went out on evangelism, that was when those things began to erupt. What I'm saying is that there are certain things you think you cannot do now until you go out. Until you go out. Because God is also committed in that journey. I just had, you know, let's go to the next slide, please. I just had, um, you know, when you are looking at the production of crude oil, crude oil is one material, one. But that crude oil has different things that you can get at different levels. So when it's the same crude oil, when it's heated at 20 degrees, you, you get your gas, the gas that you use. Then, then you have lubricants. Then you have petrol. Then, you, then the higher, the, the higher the heat, the more things that you get. To the point whereby what you now have is bitumen, what they used to do roads. But it comes from what is the temperature on that crude oil. So what I'm trying to say is that you may think that your home is just dreaming. But the more you expose yourself to the, to especially to the roots of evangelism, you will be shocked at how much, what you think this is all you can achieve, maybe gas. Because that is the easiest one. When the temperature begins to increase, you begin to see certain things that you would, it would be beyond your own thinking. But if you are still at this level, all you are giving out is gas. No, that's all. Well, 
That's how people kept coming for miracles at the time Jesus said, No. See, there is no miracle that you want to see now that is God will open water. The fire was walking before them, guiding them. And as soon as they were hungry, he said, Ah, Egypt. Why? Because miracles don't change. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus. So he said, see, we are not in the business. God is not there to entice him. Oh, maybe if God, you know, somebody told me, he was always said that, if, my, if, if, if everything was true, if I was going to the wrong path, then my, my, mom, my mother loves me. And my mother should have appeared to me in a dream and said, hey, I'm going to the right path. that the one that person told me, I was like, that makes, that makes. But when I read the Bible, when said, even the people from the dead, we don't send people from the dead to come and come to God help us in the name of Jesus. What does this mean? Is that God is, it is human beings' responsibility, the living ones, that would share the gospel. You can have help, divine help, but it is still down to you. It is still down to you. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. That is, I think that's one of the challenges when you gather people and you pray for somebody and maybe somebody's looking for uh, money or for help so that you can pray for them and you, you fast together you do and that chain breaks. That does not mean they have understood the gospel. At times you say, ah, no, because ah, we have this prayer group together. We all pray and fast. We all are. Heaven comes, people are delivered. Yes, nobody has bothered to speak to them about Christ. That is why you see that same person will go and check Babala one because that one is faster. So the day your own is true, you look for a faster, a faster because everything is all God. Everything is all God. As soon as it's like a different God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So Let's go to Luke chapter 10. Um, so, but Bible says that now, when I read this, I was, he, was, he said, whoever, at times you think that you need a backing from God. You need, you need to sense God. The Bible says, whoever listens to you, listens to you. Whoever rejects you, rejects you. So basically, when you say that, when you are talking to people, understand that no matter how, how foolish it may sound, I am the one speaking. But that does not mean because I'm the one speaking, they will accept. Some people say, oh, I thought that person they did accept everything. No, maybe God did not speak to me. No, God spoke. They just rejected me. So the Bible says, He says, then He sent 70 others and things like that. Now, He said, and Jesus was talking about Him seeing the demons fall from heaven. And I just wanted to point, point this out as I. As, as, as I go to Ephesians chapter, chapter so he said, I see Satan fall like lightning. Now, why am I saying this is that when you look at Genesis, when the devil was, when the cause came up upon man and man and devil became a serpent, he was supposed to hit the man on the hammer, on the heel. So that means that when the body of Christ stands, the greatest place that the devil will keep aiming at will be at the hammer. Why does this make sense? I, I would explain 
leads to us better. So that's why Jesus said, when they gave, when they went out and they evangelized, the Bible says Jesus replied, I have seen Satan fall. So that means that you are trampled off over Satan. Why would Jesus say that? Let's go on to um, he said, I have given you, if you now said, I have not given you authority to trample on status of So, why is Jesus saying, I have seen the devil fall, but the way you have done it is that you are trampled on him? So, what did they do that they were able to trample on him? Please remember that they went out to, to, share, to share the gospel. And Jesus was saying, the success that they recorded in that place was a trampling over, over the devil. And over the power, he said, um, let's, now, when you go to Ephesians, the hammer of God, your feet, his Bible is called, it's to prepared with the gospel of peace. So that means that in all your ailments, that which protects your feet is the gospel. Feet prepared with the gospel of peace. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 6 quickly. He said, Therefore, put on the whole armor of God that in the day of evil, so, 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 that, so that in the, in the day of, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground after you have done everything to stand. He said, Stand firm then with the belt of, of, of shield buckled around your waist and with the breastplate of righteousness in place. And he now said, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. So when Jesus said, you trampled over the devil, what he's saying is that when you went out to, to share the gospel, you were actually walking over the, over the head. So that is why one of the things that comes with the gospel is that the, the gospel, the devil is happy for your, for your Christian life to be okay as long as we never share the gospel. And then I never tell anybody that you're Christian when they say, how was your weekend? Oh, lovely. How was that? We were with family. Are we not family? Yeah, I was, I was, I was family we had in last night. Uh, but what you, you know, you know your mind, why you say you were with family is that you said you know, because in your mind, you say, I didn't like it, did I? Didn't like it. I was, I was, are we not family in Christ? We are family in Christ. But you know, <laughs> God knows, that I'm trying to avoid a conversation. Yeah. So, what did you have? Oh, we had loads of singing. We had loads of singing. It was, it was quite good. We had pizza. <laughs> you have said everything, but you have avoided the main conversation. So God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So as we as we um as we just go on, it's just important that we know. So when the Holy Spirit is released, is released for a purpose, it is so that you can proclaim the good news. When Jesus was talking in the book of Isaiah, he said the Holy Spirit, he said he anointed me with the Holy Spirit to proclaim the day of the Lord. 
So that is why when you see, somebody was asking me one day that, oh, what will happen to get um, Pentecost? I said, the only way you can know Pentecost has happened in a place is when there is salvation of souls. Because Pentecost did not end on the day of Pentecost until 3,000 people. And so if you, if, if we did Pentecost service and people went in trance and the whole place was filled with, with, with the power of the Holy Ghost, what happened? We did part one. But the part two, it did not end when the Spirit came upon them. The day did not close. The day closed until when people were able to bring Jesus Christ. So most of the Pentecost service that we are doing, we are just doing the years that we are putting. And God say, what day are they going to end this Pentecost service? You know, it's as if you are talking to somebody on the phone and you hang up. So at times you finish that, they finished. <laughs> 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 they finished though. They finished Pentecost service. <laughs> maybe we'll try again this time. <laughs> God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So, you know, some of us may be like, oh, I need to have one big break. I just need to, God is saying, see, just keep at it. You would, please, it's important that you understand this. It's not everybody that will accept Paul, just keep trying. I saw a quote. Let's go to, um, from this man, Bruce Lee. He said, he said, I am not afraid of a person who knows 10,000 kicks, but I am afraid of somebody who knows one kick but practices it 10,000 times. So it is not all the scriptures that you know that we are talking about. Even if it's one, keep practicing it. Keep practicing it. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. And that is what the joy is all about. The joy of salvation. The joy of salvation. You know, I will just I'll just put it to one side here because of our because of our time. I'm just going to just come down to a conversation. Because you know, one of the one of so when you see the early church, one of the concerns to them was that you know, was that was that they know because Jesus had told them that there will be persecutions as a result of it. There are the persecutions as, as a result of it, and 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 that brings me to a conversation around giving. As I, as I close this, let's go to Galatians chapter six, verse ten. The Bible says, therefore, whenever you have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone. He now said, especially those in the household of faith. We have taught this doctrine to become hell. The good thing is in church, just, you know, there are better people outside. Please note that there is nothing you say about the body of Christ now. That never existed in the days, even worse. But yet, the scripture addresses us that it is not saying that we should not help people. That's what that's what it's possible to say. Said, but especially people of faith. 
Why is that? Because I'm coming to, to this point about this, but please note, I was explaining to somebody a couple of weeks ago because they were uh, doing something. So the Bible talks about when Stephen was about to be chosen in the book of Acts. The Bible, when we wanted to choose people that had, um, what's it called, that were going to serve food. Paul, uh, the apostle said, and what somebody who is filled with the Holy Spirit and wisdom. So that means that if somebody is filled with the Holy Spirit and they are dumb, don't bother. It is scripture, not when you read other acts, that's what he said. So don't go and start your business. Eh? God said, everybody, and one that doesn't know how to do anything, one that's not ready to do anything, said, the Bible says, especially those. If you notice the days of Solomon, when Solomon was about to build the temple, when they could not find people who were experts, they had to go out to tell them to go out and bring people in to do the job. So, what I'm trying to say is that this statement is not an excuse for failure. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So, in that said, especially to do so, one of the greatest challenges in the body of Christ is that this statement has been told around. And let's go on, please. Yeah, I just want to read in, in the other five. said, so then while, while we have as while, while we as individual believers have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, not only being helpful, but also doing that which promotes their spiritual well-being. So basically, don't only just be concerned with people about giving them money. He said, don't do that. He said, but be concerned about how their spiritual life is. But he now said, especially be a blessing to those in the household of faith, born again believers. Why is that important? Why is that important in your days? Why is that important in your days? Because Christians were being persecuted. In those days, see, when we say the scripture that the Bible says that you should confess Jesus with your mouth, and people do it, which is not bad, people come up and say, I give my life to Christ, confess publicly. But that was not what Paul was talking about. What was happening in those days was that they used to, they used to, um, they used, when you want to do business, you have to pour incense to Caesar. So when you say, you say Caesar is Lord. So if you say that Caesar is not Lord, you say that Jesus is Lord, if you confess that Jesus is Lord, the consequence of it is that they were excluded from selling. That is why when you see in those days, they will sell, people will sell their properties and bring it to the church. Reason because there were people who were not able to walk because of their faith. It wasn't that because that, you know, okay, let's just sell because no, that's what, because there were people there who were struggling because of their faith to God. So, this is, let's, so, so the Bible talks about, let's go, the Bible talks about, so, you know, just as, as an example, the Bible says, during these times, uh, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch, and one of them named Agabus stood up, and through, and through the Spirit of God predicted a severe famine that was spread across the Roman world. Now, the Jews were being controlled by Romans. So the Bible says this happened during the reign of Claudius. The disciples, disciples as 
the disciples, as each one of them was able, decided to provide help to their brothers and sisters in Judea. Why? Because persecution was strong in those places. The Bible says, this they did by sending their gifts to the, uh, to the elders by Barabbas and, and, and Saul. Let's read them, please. Please note that I said also that the Bible was not put in, in chapters. That's why I read it on to chapter 12. It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. So, what they were doing was that their giving was so much important because of the support of the gospel. Because of the support of the gospel. The Bible did not say that people should, should not give to people, especially outside. And then that's what we read. Even in the church, I read, we shared this in the Bible one Even in the church, the Bible, <laughs> the Bible supports supporting people in the church, but it doesn't support reasons. So, let's see what Paul said. Now, this. Um, we normally read this scripture and people would people would say that um, people use this scripture for marriage but actually in that chapter he was talking about widows if you have people who are struggling within your household so when you read first week chapter 5 it had to do with marriage but people have turned that part to marriage let's just read from verse let's go to the next uh, I'll, I'll come back to that. Verse 7. So you see that all, all, all we're talking about is widows. He said, and this commandment that they may be, sorry, and this, this things command that they may be blameless. But if anyone, anyone, it is a man. But I think because we read it in your Bible, that's why people call it that. And, uh, I don't know why people just use man there. said, but if anyone does not provide for his own household, especially for those in his, in, um, in his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than unbelievers. Let's read on you. That unbeliever. Uh, sorry, okay. No, that was, oh, is it, did I miss that? Okay. But, but when you look at the rest of that verse, he was talking about widows in the house. So even if you are providing for your own household and there are people within your household, people within you that are struggling, the Bible says, no, you are, you are made it. But let's go to verse, that same chapter, let's go to verse, uh, verse 16. The Bible says, if a believing man or woman has a widow, let them relieve, let them relieve them. Do not let the church be burdened. That is the main, uh, that, that it may relieve those who are really widows. So basically, the Bible is saying that if you can help somebody, don't say that, you know, church will help people. That's what Paul is saying. Why? Because there is a need. There are genuine needs in the church that the church needs to, to meet. I will give you an example as we come to because we are tying this together with the gospel. There is a man that I got a call about yesterday. 
he is an evangelist. He's quite hidden, but he's a teacher. And, you know, him and his wife, he always goes to the town center where he lives to go and evangelize. He's a very wonderful man. He stands, and what he does, most of the time he hardly talks. He has a very big cross that he puts, he carries, and he stays there. Then people come and ask him questions. Or when he talks, he talks about the light of God. But from my experience with him, he's hardly, he doesn't, I, I, I also know some evangelists that are very, that are hanging for prison. No, I'm telling you, but when I tell you, they talk about we want to go to prison because there are people there who should be preached to. So we would preach to the point of an us to prison and we we'll go to prison and we we'll really go to prison. That is their offense. Good for them. <laughs> Good for them. But this man, I also know him. He's quite, you know, he's, he's, been, he's been sharing the gospel and things like that. Then what happened was that, like I said, he hardly talks. But somebody saw him in the town center from the school. He just, he just actually got the job. And they went to report to the school and said that this man is preaching X, Y, Z. So they, had, so they sacked him on Friday and Thursday. Also. And the excuse was that we, we, we are concerned that you may be telling children in the school X, Y, Z. And on Saturday, he was out with his cross preaching the gospel. So what is the response of Christians? So we are working, we, we, we have, there is what's called the Christian Concern Organization. There are loads of lawyers working for them. So there's a lawyer already on the case, you know, because at the end of the day, he did not come to the, into the school premises to say whatever, whatever it is and things like that. One, two, also, even if there are ways to go about, even in, in, within the school premises, school premises, there is Christian organizations within, within organizations and things like that, and you have freedom of expression. But what I'm trying to say to you is that where are the churches that is supposed to provide for Christians when they are being persecuted for their faith? But if we don't have Christians, if everybody thinks that the church is there to, I need five naira, I need ten naira. I'm not saying it is good, but have it at the back of your mind that I need to also help the body of Christ so that those Christians out there that have been persecuted. The lawyer is just saying that he's going, he's not good because those there are loads of lawyers that are working for Christian concern free. And that is why it is not enough for us to have everybody prayer warrior. There are people, there are issues happening in the country. But if Christians do not, if all we are doing is just fasting and prayer, I'm not encouraging you to be the best in your in your field, in your in your in, because like I don't know whatever, whatever field that you are in, you could be someone that a church can send that person. Please can you pick up this case for us? It could be that because you are more knowledgeable around the field, you know what the don'ts and don'ts are. But if we don't have anybody at those places, we only accept what is it. As long as we had no lawyers, what would have happened? 
And so what am I trying to say this morning is that I am talking, adding that to giving, that your giving is also towards the gospel. I'm not saying, but I'm, I'm just saying, I know, I'm, I'm having a meeting with him too. I'll try to have a meeting with him before, before night falls quite travel. But, you know, just to see where we are in that case. And I believe that that is what God is laying in the heart of the body of Christ, especially the church. That even as we go out there, you may have, you know, you, 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 God may have given you a place where it is easy for you to just share. You know, you have friends, you have friends, but there are other people also who may not have the privileges that you have. You know, his job is taken away, his hold, and you know, basically they are beating on, on whatever it is that he gets. And if the wife is working, you know, she's, she's working and things like that. But, you know, if, but what, and I believe that, you know, as far as I know, with, with, with the position of the case is women, because, you know, one is put by his freedom of speech, separately, that there is no evidence of what he said. And one thing he does is that, he said, for people who are in those high tension areas in the country, there is a camera that we put on them. So it's like a small camera behind nobody on them. So they record every single thing that they say. So when it gets, when case they, they play it, and most of the time, they win these cases because there's nothing in it. But people say, ah, this is what they said. You get a child say, so God bless us in the name of Jesus Christ. So what, all, all, all we are saying is that in different ways you can provide food for God. But let whatever you do be him to try to win the soul to him. You know? And that is why at times it is better when you when you raise your prayers before God and God is sad saying God is looking at that man who just lost his job because he stepped out to preach. And somebody is before him asking for what somebody's ready to try. The way the body of Christ works is that God will keep blessing certain people so that you can help those people who are going to be facing this persecution. So when we're asking God to increase you, to bless you, it's not so that you can only buy house in Jamaica. Sorry, you don't need that. But in the wealth that God has given you, you know, the church will be able to say, oh, we have some people in those places that would be able to stand and say, no, this is not happening. Or if you have nobody there. So what I'm trying to say is that it is, it is, that span is needed. But everybody knows that we are working towards one goal. So even if I'm praying that God increase me, there are so many people that need help. I need to be able to, to send them and say, you know, go there, don't worry. You know, I've been taking your job, don't worry. For the next six months, I will be helping you. You just go out there. Why we sort out your case? But you need money to be able to do that. So when you are asking God for wealth, tell him what you want to use his money, your, your, those desires for. And God will grant us Let's rise in peace. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.